Welcome back to Ravens Recap. I don't know who wrote it in the notes, but this is the first game of the season, <laughs> is what it says, and I don't disagree. This is a big game. I, we're not trying to belittle the Cleveland Browns or the Houston Texans, but let's be real, man. When you see the Super Bowl champs on your record, you see them uh, third game of the season, you start looking at them. You're, 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 you're paying attention. You, you circle it. And we're here. It's time. Let's talk about the Chiefs and what they have to bring to the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at this game and going into both the games against Cleveland and Houston, I think I don't think we viewed those games as the same level of ease as you did last year going into the Dolphins and the Cardinals, but you know, they're both games that against teams that are going to be vying for the wild card spot this year and so you expect the Ravens to to beat those teams because the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender and this is the the first week presumably that the Ravens will be playing uh, another team who, I mean, Kansas city would have to have their entire roster get COVID for them to not be a super bowl contender this year. They're really good. This is going to be an excellent game. Yeah. The Ravens have been owing to the, the last two matchups with the chiefs, both very good games, uh, each of them in 2018 and 2019. So we're definitely hoping that the Ravens can come out with a victory this time around. The one big difference between this game and, and the previous two is that the previous two were both played at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And so while uh, we won't have fans in the stands, this one will be played at the bank on Monday Night Football. If, if only it were a year not named 2020, uh, I'm sure there would be a high probability of at least one of, the, one of us on this pod going to that game. Look, man, I don't know about you. I'm playing on yelling loud enough so they hear me all the way in Empty Bank. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get amped. It's time to bring the energy into the overall Ravens ecosystem. We got to be very supportive. I mentioned your guys on social media. Just let them know that we're we're having our eyes on this game, right? Like they're not being forgotten. They're not playing for uh, nobody. There's a huge amount of people at home extremely excited to see this game. I think the big thing we need to talk about is the changes to the Chiefs ever since they won the Super Bowl. They brought in a couple new people. So uh, Ravens are very well aware of Clutchio Semele and what he brings to the offensive line for the Chiefs. We've seen in the two games, I've been able to actually see both of the games the Chiefs have played this year so far, and Clutchio Semele has been playing well in those positions. Obviously, the 32nd overall pick of the year, Clyde Edwards-Solaire, number one running back taken out this year, has been producing as a both rushing threat and a receiver. You have Taco Charlton, who has, was a first overall pick of the Cowboys a couple years back in the first round and didn't quite produce there, hopped around a little bit, and now it's found his way to the Chiefs. And of course, the most important new player for the Chiefs is Andy Reid's face shield. First game, it fogged up a lot. Second game, not so much. He seems to have it under control. Well, let's see if it fogs up a little more in Monday's game. He'll have a hard time reading the play sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did better when it when it was fogged up, so you you never know. Um, but yeah, you know, pretty much the they were able to keep the band intact. Like this is basically the same roster that won the Super Bowl last year uh, in a very exciting game against the 49ers. We all know that the Ravens are capable of going toe to toe with these guys and and winning, but at the same time. Even if the Ravens play their best football, it's not going to be an easy game. These guys match up well with the Ravens. In some ways, it's it kind of mirror offenses, I feel. You know, you look at Mahomes and Lamar. Obviously, 
very different skill sets, but both of them among the top three quarterbacks in the league, uh, maybe the top two. I feel like Hollywood Brown, his skill set is very similar to Tyreek Hill and what the Chiefs like to do with him. Both Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey just match up nightmares for linebackers at the tight end position. You know, it's really interesting just to see. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of fireworks on Monday Night Football in this game, even if both defenses come and and give it their best. Yeah, I think the big... uh difference maker for me in this game is is definitely going to be the matchup between the Ravens running back core uh, led by Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and how they match up against the uh, Kansas City Chief linebackers. I think uh, while Clyde Edwards-Alaire has definitely been a very, very good piece for a Chiefs team that was already very good, I think behind him, the depth at running back is a little slim for the Chiefs, especially because uh, Damian Williams decided to sit out this year because of COVID. But, uh, you know, the, the strength of the Ravens running back room is, is just significantly better, I think, than uh, than the Chiefs. And so the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that I think the, the Chiefs have struggled a little bit. They, uh, they definitely struggled a little bit against the Chargers uh, containing uh, Eckler. And uh, he had some pretty good success against them uh, that game. And I, I think their linebackers as well, you know, they're, they're not some of the strongest core in the league. You know, I, I think that they could be picked on a little bit both in, in run defense and, and maybe a little bit in pass defense. And so this is kind of the game where I would expect the Ravens to pull out some plays that, you know, we probably haven't seen this year. Uh, to be able to confuse those guys and, and maybe get them out of position. But in, in general, I think a lot of that is going to have to do with you know how the running backs are going to be playing and how Greg Roman is going to get those guys uh, the football. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I was didn't watch the Chiefs-Chargers game live, but I watched uh, some of the replay of it. And you were just seeing what the Chargers were able to do to, to run a ball control offense that kept the Chiefs offense on the sideline for the first half and doing a lot of, of screen plays and a lot of running up the middle of the line. It looked like a lot of things that if the Ravens decide that's the best way for them to attack the Chiefs, like the Ravens have a ton of players who were able to exploit the, that type of football. So I don't think that any of us are expecting the Ravens office to have too much issue with the Chiefs defense, but... I do think how the Ravens attack that defense, specifically in controlling time of possession, will be will be key to trying to find a way to get the, the Chiefs offense out of sync. Right. I think you're 100% on the money there, dude. As noted in our notes, control of the time of possession is key. So we saw the Chargers were able to have the ball for 40 minutes almost, and they were able to compete, go into overtime, and almost beat the Chiefs. Houston, on the other hand, their other opponent this year, only had 25 minutes uh, less than half the time possession. I think we saw the Ravens able to use their squad to be very efficient down the field, but also very very methodical and take a very long time. You know, I think the second half of the game against Houston, there was only a couple possessions, and both of the Ravens' ones were very long, right, other than the closer. So we've seen their offense able to be productive and take a lot of time off the clock, we're going to have to see more of that against the Chiefs. Because the key is, with the Chiefs offense, you're not trying to stop them. 
That's a little much to ask. You're trying to slow him down. And as long as your offense can play slow and efficient and methodical, if you get one turnover, that could be the game. Yeah, and I think something that's really going to help the Ravens this year as opposed to the game last year will tie into uh, controlling the pace on offense. You know, We saw in that game in week three, you could you could make the argument that it seemed like the Ravens were a little over-amped for that game, and maybe there was aggression on fourth down, as we've talked about. It's Ravens did excellent on that the, last year, and the analytics support it, but there was some questionable play calling and delivery, and definitely an, an abandonment of a of a run game that was that they were really having some success on in the first half of that game. But you know, since then, the Ravens went in and they they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. They beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football. They beat the eventual NFC champion 49ers. Like there's Ravens were able to pack a lot of important victories under their belt, big game victories under their belt to give Lamar Jackson uh, a lot more confidence. Um, so I still think, you know, in spite of the loss in the playoffs, I think the Ravens are, since the last time they played the Chiefs, have gained the necessary composure to go into this game and and be unfazed by the high stakes of it. Yeah, that's a great point. The Chiefs have played a, a lot of very significant games, you know, especially with Patrick Mahomes for the past couple of years. I mean, really, it's it's been a few years in the making. I mean, even, you know, in the 2018 squad that the Chiefs had, I mean, they made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. I agree with you, Peter. I kind of see the same thing with the Ravens. They're just kind of like a year behind. But yeah, I think the the kind of path to success should be, you know, uh, very, very similar, I think, for the Ravens. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, going back to uh, some of the film that we have from the Chiefs-Chargers game, I, I think the, the one thing that they did uh, extremely well on was really slowing down the Chiefs offense. And I think they did it in a variety of different ways. Uh, one, you know, the Chargers have a very good pass rush, anchored by Joey Bosa. That guy was an absolute one-man wrecking crew. Uh, just always, you know, always doing a heck of a job just to get to Mahomes early, getting to him quickly, moving him off his spot. You know, in general, I think for most of the game, Mahomes looked pretty uncomfortable because the Chargers were able to do so much uh, on with a four-man rush. And, you know, the other thing I thought they did extremely well at, and I think this kind of plays into just like how the Chargers roster is, is that they were uh, able to play very sticky coverage on the back end. And so they weren't able to let guys loose. In general, they were kind of sticking close to their guys. Uh, Even if they did make a play, they would tackle quickly. They'd always have multiple guys uh, to be able to make a tackle. And they, you know, overall were just playing a very very tight defense and I think you know that's exactly the formula that the Ravens are going to need to play you know unfortunately I think the the key difference here is that the Ravens do not have the same four-man pass rush as you know the Chargers or a lot of other teams and I think that's where defensive coordinator Wink Martindale is going to have to get creative figure out exactly you know how to move the pieces around you know to to be able to kind of like simulate that you know obviously we know that we have two of some of the best corners in football with Humphrey and Peters but we are down Tavon Young now so that is going to stretch our depth a little bit more and uh, you know obviously pressure is going to have to come from somewhere so you know I, I think Aside from the matchup that I mentioned earlier about the Ravens running backs and then the Chiefs defense, I think this is really going to be uh, the key for me to figure out you know, how the Ravens are going to be able to slow them down. That's a great point, Chris. I mean, overall, you're looking at the first game where Tavon Young is on the picture. 
and all those question marks we brought up last episode of how they deploy the players they have going forward come to bear. The positive is that there's not that much film, right, for the Chiefs to look at. We had to go kind of makeshift in the scenario we saw against the Texans. This is going to be the first game where we kind of define our path forward, unless there's a signing between now and then that's significant enough to change our overall plan to a world without Tavon Young, right? So we have to see how the Ravens defense performs in those situations. I think you're going to see loads of nickel given the the form of uh, offense the Chiefs bring. And I'm concerned about Robinson and Hardman making big plays. We saw last year Hardman make two huge plays against us, right? So I look at that those guys as kind of the big targets. Do I think we can stop Kelsey and Hill? I do. I really do think if we want to focus on taking them out of the game and say, work with your other weapons, that can be the case. The question is, can we stop them as well? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great point. And the Mahomes is good enough that if the Ravens do take away Kelsey and Hill, I think he wouldn't have any problem going to those those other secondary guys and forcing the Ravens to, to have to deal with them. Yeah, honestly, I think the key is, is going to be those guys, Robinson and Hardman, actually stepping up and playing a, a pretty good game. I know Robinson in particular had a pretty rough week one. Holmes would seem to target him a lot, and he just never came down with the ball. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they can do some damage when they're on, but, you know, I, I think uh, it's, it's going to be on those guys to really try and step up. And the Ravens were in a similar situation last year with uh, with Jimmy Smith on the sideline and trying to figure out how to replace him uh, when the Chiefs were able to attack that section of the Ravens' secondary with with Hardman to the success Alec was talking about. Yeah, I think it was worse then than it is now. Tavon was already gone. You had Jimmy gone. No Peters yet. So at least it's a little bit better, right? Jimmy's back. Peters is there. So it's a little bit better of a situation, but it's still not perfect, and it's not what the Ravens were hoping for going into week three. That's for sure. And that was also before the Ravens discovered... Uh, the hidden gem on their team of, of Chuck Clark. He didn't get many snaps mm. in that game. Correct. Yes. So, you know, even though the Chiefs are bringing much of the same team to the Ravens this year, I would say the Ravens are very improved. And it's a kind of a shame we didn't get to see that in the playoffs because we were talking about that all season last year. It's like, all right, the Chiefs got us at the beginning of the year. We've improved. We've improved in these ways. And, you know, we'd love to see you again. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. All right, guys. Well, I think that was a pretty good recap of the Ravens and the Chiefs going into this game. Obviously, we're super hyped about it. Let's talk about our bold predictions. Who wants to start? So, yeah, last week I went pretty bold by saying that the Ravens would get four turnovers off of Watson to double what they did last year. Instead, they got half of what they did last year and only one, but the Ravens still won, so it's always a good week. I'm fine with getting that wrong. This week, I'm going to take a prediction that Alec is probably going to wish he took because it involves two of his <laughs> current favorite players on the Ravens. But I think as we were discussing in the recap that we didn't see too much from J.K. Dobbins or Hollywood Brown last week and really didn't see too, too much from them in week one, although they did have good games. I think these, these are the games you bring these skill position players in for. Uh, I think they're going to both have several big plays, and I'm going to say both of them combined for at least 200 yards of total offense between the two of them. Okay. I can see how that, that's a bold prediction. That's good. Here's my bold prediction. I'm going to go the opposite side of the ball. 
we saw last week the Chiefs were able to score uh, 23 points against um, the Chargers, but the Chargers lack the offense that the Ravens have. I think against the Ravens, you're going to have to score way more than 20 points to win the game. But here's the bold prediction. They don't. They score under 20 points, and I think the Ravens win. We'll get to the score prediction later. Ooh. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that one is that one is really bold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they do it. You know what? Uh, I, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm a, <laughs> As we mentioned, I think, last episode, I was uh, a little miffed that I was so close to my bold prediction, but... Not there. Uh, we got the yards rushing, but we didn't get the touchdowns. Uh, I, I think the Ravens could really build on that this week. So I, I think I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna up my yards, but then lower the TDs. If that's cool, I think I'm gonna say that the Ravens are gonna rush for uh, at least 180 yards and at least uh, one touchdown. I can I can jive with that because I think it's gonna take a little bit more of the passing game this week. So if they get 180 yards on the ground, I think that's because they got to a huge lead, and I'm here for it. <laughs> let's talk about score predictions you know i came in and i said the chiefs aren't going to score 20 points on us how's that look well i'm going to say they kick three field goals and one touchdown that's 16 points yeah maybe call it 17 if they get greedy with the extra point uh going for two points but i'm going to say they get 16 points how many points did the ravens score well they've always been north of 30 plus this year there's no reason to see that stopping so i'm going to say 33 16 Ravens. I just, I want this game to be just a, a, a statement. So I have to make that my bold prediction. I wonder how many times in NFL history it's been two weeks in a row, exact same score for a team. Right. <laughs> I think it's going to look really different than how the uh, Texans did it, but I think overall result might be the same. All right. Well, for me, I know last year I did not pick the Ravens to win this game and the reason I did that was because I didn't think the Ravens were going to win that game last year. I believe they could. <laughs> but no, I'm getting somewhere with this. I want I want listeners to know that, you know, I'm not being homer. It's my picks. When I say the Ravens are going to win, I mean they're going to win. And I <laughs> truly believe the Ravens are going to win this game. I think... Let's go! 37 to 27. Oh, man, that's like almost a kiss's death. If Peter thinks you're going to win, it might be bad. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I called. I called the. I. I you, people can go back and listen. I said they were going to beat the Patriots too. No, I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm just teasing, man. But like, it's a big. It's a big thing when the Ravens are, you know, in a very competitive game. I think Peter is the one that will give you the most uh, down to earth take. I get. I like to get in with the hype. <laughs> I'll admit that at least. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're both very good predictions. This one's a little tough. You know, as much as I would love for the Ravens to. Uh, to contain Mahomes, that is a tall order for any team. You know, my biggest concern is that the Ravens aren't going to be able to generate enough pass for us to really get Mahomes off his spot, and it's just going to create some nightmare opportunities for uh, our secondary. I'm thinking this might be a little bit more close, but I think that it could be won on like a Justin Tucker last-second field goal, or um, you know, or maybe a defensive stand. So I'm going to go with. 34-31 Ravens. I think it's going to be close, but I think that they've definitely got the squad this year uh, to beat the Chiefs. Well, like we said last time, it's going to be an exciting game. I think even if the Ravens fall early, we'll be excited for them to come back. And even if the Ravens are up early, you know the Chiefs that can come back at any moment. So 
This is one you want to watch all 60 minutes for. All right, guys. Well, we each said the Ravens are going to win. What's your prediction? Let us know. You can find us Ravens underscore recap at Twitter, and you can always email us at feedback at ravensrecap.com. Let a friend know about the show. We're super excited. We've got a big slate coming up of fans of the other team coming on the show to talk about their team for our prediction episode. We're pretty excited about that. Most of the season, actually, we have some fans, so get tuned up for that. And we'll be back next week after hopefully a huge Ravens win that leads them to 3-0 and this season. See you soon.